I'm back. Um, all right, so this is the first time that I have to do the intro to the show by myself. Uh, if you did not listen to the last episode, um, Aaron made the decision to leave the show. Uh, all good. Everything's good. Definitely go back and listen to it. Um, it was a great conversation. It was a lot of fun. If you are unaware of this, you're not following look what I did on Instagram or Facebook. So uh, definitely go to Instagram.com forward slash LWID project and, uh, and follow us there because there's always um, some cool content. I'll be taking over that now. Uh, so we'll see if that content um, improves or, or what happens there. That, that'll be a learning curve for me. Aaron, Aaron was the man with that. Um, so this is the first episode of me doing look what I did by myself with our guest Anastasia um who's kind of like a plant-based lifestyle coach advocate and uh and we talked about doing this show for a while and it was a ton of fun just to sit and hang out with her I, I I've known her for a while she's super cool um some good-natured ribbing uh that goes along with this um so I think you'll really enjoy this show uh and then I do want to say thank you to the patrons. So um, if you go to patreon.com forward slash look what I did, you can follow us there. There's some one-on-one conversations that Aaron and I would do. There's an upcoming uh, one of those conversations that I'll put out. Um, I don't think it'll be the last time that Aaron and I chat. We actually talked about that. Like uh, We should do these every once in a while where we just kind of catch up and, and check in and see where he's at. So we'd love to have you support us at... Uh, on Patreon, you can do it for as little as a dollar a month. Um, I have some plans to kind of make some more robust content there as well. So, uh, of course, if this year taught us anything, it taught us that planning is um, not always in our control, right? So you just kind of have to look at at what the next step is and and make the best decision. But let's thank the top patrons we have. So, thank you, Kathy, Cindy, Brian, Chelsea, Jesse, Saria, Travis, Tyler and Brian. Um, and there's, there's some other supporters of the show as well. Thank all of you for supporting the show. Some of you have been around since the very, very beginning. Some people are new. Um, this show is, is what, or sorry, Patreon is what pays for the show to, to be on the air. It pays the bills, um, for the show. And, uh, and so we, we really do appreciate the support there and, and, whether it's continued support or new support, an easy free way to support us is to, um, just, rate and review on iTunes, uh, or whatever podcast platform you have that you can, um, review the podcast that you listen to or tell somebody about the show. Um, we, we have some exciting upcoming guests lined up as well. And, and I keep saying we, well, Heather's still here. Heather's still on the show. So there's a, we still, okay. It's weird if I just say I all the time. Uh, but without further ado, Miss Anastasia, enjoy. So, I was Hello. actually Hi, having this conversation with somebody that it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to date, like a vegan or vegetarian, because I probably need more of that in my life if I wasn't required to be 100% vegan or vegetarian. I think it'd have to be a slow transition. I don't think I could just go, like, dive in. Of course. Most people can. I didn't do it this way anyway. I didn't do cold turkey. Yeah. Oh, get it? Cold turkey? Maybe that's how you started. You had cold turkey. Like, oh, that's gross. 
I'd rather have a plant instead. I'd rather have radishes. Oh, my <laughs> Said God. Said nobody radishes. ever. My snack or, five minutes ago was radishes. <laughs> so, that's so... Okay, I don't know what to say. Um, all right, so let's start with who you are and what you do. Yes, of course. My name is Anastasia. The Russian version would be Anastasia. My full name is Anastasia Strokova. And I'm the resident of Northwest Arkansas for the last two decades. I'm uh-huh. originally from Russia. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not a local yokel like you, but I've been here for 20 years. Wait, I, I don't know if I'm a local yokel. And also, I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs> and I don't think being a resident of Northwest Arkansas is what you do. No, absolutely not. That's just a, like a, a lead-in. You, I, Well, our lead-in, I think, was radishes. Like, <laughs> yes, you, it is connected. Yeah, you're a proponent yeah. Of a dietary lifestyle. Okay, all right. Yes, right. and I, I really hate the word diet, so I guess let me continue introducing myself. Um, in my daytime job, I work for a health and wellness area of Walmart. What I really do in my spare time that I have so much of is promoting the message of plant-based lifestyle. I don't like the word diet. It sounds restrictive. It sounds like just another gimmick or fad out there. Um, To me, it's much bigger than that. It's bigger than just eating radishes. I think um, I firmly believe that food has the power to heal your body and soul. And I think if we find the right food for our body and soul, I think we can do amazing things. We can reverse chronic conditions. We can improve our conditions. We can prevent diseases and we can be happier emotionally and spiritually. But when I think of soul food, I think of ribs. So I don't know. <laughs> is, yep, is that not where you're going? Your soul likes radishes? You have a my, sad soul. <laughs> my soul food actually is sweet potato crust pizza that I just had like in a huge hurry right before the show uh, like 10 minutes ago. That actually sounds amazing though. I, I made it myself, yes. Yes. Like you came up with the recipe? Um, no, this recipe I got off the Medical Medium blog, which is where I get most of 99% of my inspiration. Um, he's got amazing recipes and they're all plant-based and it's very clean, which is what I like. A lot of some of the plant-based recipes, some questionable ingredients. I have high standards, I guess. It's all so. plants. Yeah. Are you telling me there's like a more elitist version of vegan than <laughs> vegan? Is that actually what just got said? Cleaner version, more sustainable I won't do those version. <laughs> more sustainable than grass? What's more sustainable than grass? But vegans don't eat grass, Daniel. We well, eat some leafy do. greens. Seaweed is the grass of the ocean. <laughs> yes, I love seaweed as well. See, and that's a grass of the ocean. I think I've. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, this is, I'm, this is a little unfair. I'm teasing you a lot, but know, we, we, know. we know each other well enough that I feel comfortable I doing mind. this. But, I don't mind. but let's let's roll back. So I don't think Anastasia. I've never pronounced your name correctly. Anastasia or Anastasia? Anastasia. <laughs> yes. Anastasia. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Anastasia. I'm never doing a Russian accent for you. That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all right. So let's step back. So you're not born vegan. What no. gets you to? Of course. What gets you to this place? I'm I'm curious mm. what the journey is yeah. that you arrived to that. Yeah, I grew up in Russia where it's meat and potatoes. Um, my parents, you know, were both meat eaters for sure. I, I ate a lot of meat, a lot of bacon, a lot of chicken, a lot of everything uh, growing up. Um, my mom was actually teaching, like she was a university professor. She was teaching biology and nutrition at the university. And she was taught, and she taught a very traditional pyramid. 
and she did believe that you know you gotta give your child a lot of milk and a lot of animal products to make the child healthy so anyways yes i grew up with a very traditional carnivore diet um most people when they start searching for different ways to eat it usually happens because of health issues it doesn't happen because i want to save the world and affect climate change or i you know i just want to do something bigger it usually happens because there's something's wrong and you can't figure out what is wrong and you're trying all kinds of different things so the same happened to me you know a sickly child all kinds of chronic things medications it just did not feel great or good even into my adult years and you start experimenting with food of course because nothing else appears to be working so i would say um, I would say like in my early uh, 30s, I really started looking into um, diminishing my milk uh, consumption, my dairy consumption, and that really helped. Like I stopped drinking milk. I never liked it anyway, and, and, and it helped, and it felt better. My mom would always force me to drink milk. It was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. I grew up like in dairy country and had fresh milk from the dairy farm <sighs> all the time, although I don't really drink milk anymore either. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, but it, we, my mom had to come up with a story, like, hey, the cow came by and left you some milk, it's good for you. So, yes, it was always cajoling. You had a cow clause, like a Santa <laughs> yes. clause of milk? Yes. Your mom made up a Santa clause of milk story? Yes, 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 absolutely. Whatever it took. Because so, you really think the Easter it. Bunny actually brought you eggs? Like, that's a. <laughs> Exactly. And this is the bacon fairy. Yeah. And I had the Russian cow bring me milk. P.S. Yeah. If there was a bacon fairy, I'd be the happiest man alive. <laughs> the happiest man. <laughs> okay. So yeah. cow claws so, comes and brings you milk. And brings me milk. And so as soon as I could, I, I stopped dairy and I felt better. And I was kind of experimenting and searching and um, kind of over time I started getting a little more educated. I watched a few Netflix documentaries. Uh, there's quite a few out there if you really kind of want to go into a rabbit hole. Um, so, you know, the, a few documentaries there like um, Hungry for Change or Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead and some of the other documentaries. And that kind of started me thinking. I clearly remember there was a graph in one of the documentaries that said that the consumption of dairy and, um, and meat products in the United States climbed over the last few decades. And some of the chronic diseases also increased. I just remember there was this graph and it really got me thinking. Um, and then it's a bit of a sad story, but in 2013, I did lose my mom to unfortunately to brain hemorrhage. And I spent three months in the hospital with her while she was in the coma. And I saw a lot of sickness and I saw a lot of sick people and kind of the hospital environment makes you think about things. And I thought, well, I really don't want to end up like that. I don't want to end up in the hospital. I don't want to be in the hospital system. <laughs> I don't want to get sick like this. Um, so it just something clicked in me because on the day that she passed, I decided to go vegan. Like that was a decision. I just remember it was like 11 p.m. I came back from the hospital. She passed away. And I was like, I want to do something profound with my life. I want to commit to something um, very big. And I've always wanted to try vegetarian, vegan. And I said, I'm just going to do it. And, and, and that was the day. It was March 13, 2013. And that's what I just, when I decided to do this. And of course, made a few mistakes, did a lot of experiments. I was still eating fish for a while. Kind of back to what you were saying. I didn't do it right away. Um, so still, fish was still in my diet, but over time, I just continually stopped doing all that kind of stuff and, and finally found some really good information, health coaches, support system, 
other weird vegans like me, and <laughs> I got really There's good at cooking myself. There's only one anesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess only one like me, but I finally got to where I was good in, with cooking. You know, you got to cook your own food, really, if you want to be successful. Um, and, and it just kind of clicked for me, and now it's eight years in. Uh, you know, March 13th was my eighth year uh, yeah, vegan anniversary vegan birthday vegan yes yes birthday. vegan anniversary is how we usually vegan say anniversary? it in circles yeah okay yeah i'm not cool <laughs> enough to be in your circle that's, i would not uh, so yeah let's yeah that's so you've tied veganism to something that i can't make jokes about and this is <laughs> supposed to be a humor show so now i don't know what you I know. now we're just stuck in somberland i didn't ask that specifically <laughs> i mean my thought is if i was in the hospital and there was a food group i was going to give up it would be jello <laughs> jello yeah oh yeah. my god so much like, dying no and more jello yeah, absolutely. And uh, hospital food, like, uh, you know, uh, people who really, really need good nutrition is in the hospital. But unfortunately, they get some of the worst things while they're trying to get better. Yeah, that's actually, that would be an interesting conversation and documentary. <laughs> is there, is there oh a documentary God. about hospital food and like the um, lack of nutrition in that environment? There's a few articles, but I can't say I, I know a specific documentary about it, actually. You're giving me ideas. Anastasia. <laughs> the newness subtitle of the show is Cultivating Creators. <laughs> like that. Creative minds. Uh, I'm not good enough to do that show. That wouldn't happen. Um, okay, so, but you didn't just say, I mean, you kind of said it, actually, I guess, in your personal manifesto. Like, this wasn't, I'm just doing this for myself. Um, I think there's value in it for me and for my personal health, but you really wanted to have some kind of impact with it. And I remember one of the first times we talked, for some reason you mentioned that you had a vegan Instagram. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, Did I mention it? Did I put a plug in for it? I quickly? think the first time I talked to you, you were like, <laughs> also I have this. And I was like, what? Why aren't we talking oh. about other stuff? Um, oh, wow. I forgot. But <laughs> it was really early on. Um, I think the podcast had come up and that's why there was kind of a, yeah. uh, so I won't put it fully on you, but then like you teach classes and you've started a, like a corporate vegan leaders of America. Ooh, that's a great name. Okay. Um, I have an Instagram account called health matters dot today. Okay. And I, this is just me posting pictures of the food that I cook. And I just realized food photography is really cool and it's so colorful. It's also extremely unfun in the middle of the day when I get <laughs> your photo and I'm looking at like a little bowl of nuts and you've got like this plated, curated, and you're always yeah. sitting outside in sun, even in December, <laughs> somehow it's always sunny. Yeah, it's a little trick. The best sun is outside. I don't have very good light in my Well, because there's no sun inside, Anastasia. What do you mean the best sun's outside? That's so the I only place the sun is. I, I literally take the dish, like I plate them, and I carefully take them outside in my backyard, and I put them on the table, and I take pictures, and I put it back in the house. It's, it's the best light. It's just food torture. No, I get that it's the best light, but you don't have to share it with everybody all the time because it just makes oh. me hungry. And, and... I'm sorry, but my goal is to create positive emotions. And to inspire, I guess that's backfiring with you. You're just making me jealous. That's all that's happening. <laughs> Jealousy. I thought it was inspiration, Daniel. Hey. Well, it just makes me want to plate my trail mix a little bit better. That's all. <laughs> that's a start. Yes. So trail so mix is like almost a, vegan. There you go. 
So that's just like a personal project, right? <clears throat> but officially, yes, I, I did um, I did get certified by the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine to teach classes on their behalf. And it's a 501c3. <laughs> a weird face. Well, it isn't... <laughs> is that like a medical board or just a group of people? It, it's a it's a nonprofit organization by doctors or medical personnel and nutritionists in Washington D.C. Oh wow! Their mission is to promote plant-based awareness in the medical system, the hospitals, the doctor oh, wow. offices. Yes, and so also it actually kind of comes full circle back to nutrition mm -hmm. in the hospitals. Cool. Yeah, and then to abolish animal testing in the medical training and the labs, and that's those two missions very close to me. So I decided to go through their Food for Life instructor program. You go through training, you get certified, and you, they give you curriculum, they give you specific uh, uh, topics to teach, like plant-based for diabetes or heart disease or COVID, cooking to combat COVID-19 is their latest. And then you get certified and you teach those classes in the community where you live. And, and that's the latest thing that I did was Fateful Public Library. I was teaching cooking to combat COVID-19, which was, I was super excited to teach that actually. I was really looking forward to it. It was on Zoom. I couldn't share anything, which was driving me crazy. But you showed some photos of doing it, and it, it's like a cool setup in your kitchen. You look like a YouTube pro. That was. <laughs> yeah, my laptop was on the stack of books. That was very high tech. Well, don't show that part. Just yeah. Photoshop that out. <laughs> but I did have that. the soft light, right? Because you want to have the good light when you yeah. teach. I did have. I'm a surprised good you didn't light. teach your cooking class outside where the sun is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's one chef who's called Outdoor Chef, and she literally cooks everything outdoors. Um, really, really cool, actually. Have you ever seen the uh, the YouTube show where the guy like is just like on a campfire with like really crude knife and like big metal bowl that, thing, sure. and he just like cooks everything just kind of out I'm on hot surprised. rocks and yeah. stuff. It's I'm pretty cool, surprised. actually. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, so that's one thing that I do, um, and I am also involved in a vegan, another vegan 501c3 called Vegan Leaders in Corporate Management. Um, I'm not the founder, but I'm a director of technology there, and uh, we basically, it's a very unique niche. We connect and support vegans in corporate environments. Um, you, imagine you're working for, I don't know, Deloitte or some big Fortune 500, 500 company, and there's no plant-based options in your cafeteria, or you don't know if any of your coworkers are plant-based or vegan. How do you reach out? How do you get support? How do you promote awareness of plant-based in the corporations? Because everybody's big on sustainability, but they don't talk about plant-based is actually a very effective way to be sustainable. Um, so that's a that's a kind of a good angle to work with the corporations, and uh, so we have over five thousand members at this point, and we Holy have a few cow. live casts. And how long yeah. has that been an organization? It's been since twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. I got involved around twenty seventeen, I think. Um, they asked me to be, get on their board um, around twenty eighteen. Um, but we were even uh, featured in Vichconomist. That's that's our, you know, cool publication that we all... I need to come up with the most niche thing ever and then just make <laughs> stuff for it. <laughs> no, Vichconomist is a great uh, magazine, actually. No. About the economy of seaweed? Yeah, economy of all kinds of plant-based businesses, yes. You'll be surprised. A bunch of IPOs. I would be surprised, of, actually, yes. That's not a lie. <laughs> Vichconomist.com, if you want to do some research after this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My so, research yes. will be getting you to bring me lunch one day. That's going to yeah. be Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently you need help. <laughs> I, I think did. It's yeah. I, wait, I need help. 
you need help with the arranging your trail mix, I guess. Oh, well, that's Or get true. a bit of lunch. I just need some parsley I'll put on top. I think that's what people do. <laughs> <laughs> just sprinkle parsley and green onions on my trail mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a moron. Um, and lost my train of thought. It was so, about the food delivery, right? Well, yeah, about. you can bring me food for sure. Yes, and no, then you had... So I always thought of vegan as like really like salad mm, right like just yeah. everything is salad all the time and i remember a number of years ago at this point probably like 15 years ago a friend of mine his girlfriend was vegan and she made chocolate chip cookies mm -hmm. that blew my <laughs> mind um so i know that yeah. like like vegan food has evolved a lot mm -hmm. in the last like 20 some odd years um what have been the biggest gains in your opinion in like the the vegan options yeah like, what have the wins been <clears throat> the biggest thing is that um we have a lot of uh, they call themselves alternative protein companies we have a impossible burger beyond meat i would say beyond meat has made the most headways globally on the market they had they had the they now trade in new york stock exchange they have the um they're a publicly traded company now and their stock the last time i checked was higher than the stock of tyson foods um of course that will fluctuate right over time um but the initial hype right now also i think helped by the pandemic people are a lot more aware of their choices is really making the attention shining a light on the plant-based diets and lifestyles and i would say beyond meat is doing very very well there's also a lot of um, development with the companies who are doing dairy alternatives the plant-based milks and it's not just in the u.s but it's just worldwide globally and you see the big like fast food chains coming on board you see kfc doing uh, like an experiment and selling impossible chicken which is plant-based chicken um and the lions were very you need to reach we read the which economist uh, daniel no no, no <laughs> i believe there <laughs> i have my i have different issues with kfc <laughs> um yeah i'm all for i'm all for people trying it though exactly exactly and that's you actually hit in right the nail on the head is that there's so many more available options now that look just look and taste actually really good close to what you're used to that a lot more people do not feel that they're restricted that they just have to eat lettuce and carrots to try plant-based there's actually a lot of yummy options uh, recently i was on the panel with a person who is in the vegan ice cream company and i mean they have amazing flavors and offerings they're in california of course and then there was a panel of uh, there was a lady from the vegan dog food company uh, called wild earth and they were offering um vegan dog food and i did purchase the package and my dogs really like it of course they're getting other stuff they do get turkey and uh, other things but <laughs> there's just so much plant-based options now in so many different areas that it's really when somebody tells me, oh man, I really want to try plant-based, but it's so, so hard. I really don't buy that anymore. There's just a lot of options. And Walmart even now has vegan options under great value brand. What? You yes. tricked your way into the mainstream. You made me believe it's a real burger. I, I watched the Seaspiracy uh, documentary a couple weeks ago. And at the very, very end, they had an entirely plant-based like uh, seafood options. Mm -hmm. And it looked really really good good catch is a company that's making pretty good headways in that area and i think that oh, is it is smart right like because part of my hesitation is i don't want to give up a burger of course 
I mean, I really enjoy. I understand. I enjoy I burgers and I enjoyed bacon dumplings as a kid, man. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah, and no, Russian the, dumplings. That's uh, beef and pork in there, yes. The thought of giving it up is just too much to bear. But if you can trick me into thinking I'm still getting it, then maybe maybe we're getting somewhere. That's... And I think that's, and I wouldn't say trick, right? It's like you try something and you realize it actually tastes really good. But that's one way, I think, to help people who want to try it, but a little apprehensive. I think that there's so many more options and they're pretty darn yummy. Yeah. That I think that's just a great um, direction that we're headed with this. But... I, I just have to say that over time, as you get your fill for those impossible burgers, if you really want to be sustainable, if you want this lifestyle truly to be sustainable, you need to start looking into eating real food, not out of the package. You need to learn how to work with the fruits and the vegetables and leafy greens and turn them into really yummy dishes, which is not that hard. So that that is kind of my you know long-term outlook doing this for eight years. I started with buying... Eight, eight years, there was nothing, Daniel. Okay, so I had to buy those questionably looking sausages, plant-based sausages <laughs> that had like wheat gluten in it, vital gluten. I don't even know what else was in there, right? Yes, it it's probably like worse for you than a sausage. <laughs> exactly. No, seriously, yes. But it looked like a sausage. It was like, oh, I just need something that looks exactly like what I had and I mm-hmm. just need to find it. So I would get like the tofu. I don't do soy, by the way, uh, because GMO. So I would get the so- the soy stuff and then the sausages with the gluten. And I'm gluten-free now, so I don't do any gluten stuff. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and you I- literally just eat leaves. That's all there <laughs> you is. See, that's and radishes. <laughs> nope, you're really narrowing it down. <laughs> <laughs> and people ask me, so what do you eat? You're gluten-free. You don't do corn. You didn't con- don't do canola oil. So I try to exclude all the, you know, harmful stuff. I'm, you know, all this. And I say everything else. You walk into a produce section. Everything there is, I eat. So it's just minus bad stuff and animal product. But I eat everything else. And there's so many choices and options. So it is, when I think about doing something um, like an Impossible Burger or some of those uh transition type foods right yep there's because of basic veginomics um they tend to be a little more expensive than a traditional do has that cost gap kind of closed a little bit Mm -hmm. it's getting a little bit better um what kind of i read in the interview with one of the companies the founder i think or the somebody who was in that company and they were saying we want to lower the cost of our products. Um, but right now, you know, the, the cost of doing business is such that this is the price that we can offer to be competitive and still make money. But we do want to ramp up. We do want to scale and actually lower the cost of our products. Which so, comes from demand, right? Like the more people yes. that are buying it, larger exactly. production. Like, yeah. Yep. Like the Wild Earth Dog Food Company, <laughs> they were saying, right now they're definitely more expensive, but they said, if once we get the customers to give our food to their dogs and they see health benefits in their fur babies, they they understand it's worth paying a little bit more to keep your dog around, maybe for a couple more years longer. So it's just it just kind of depends how you look at the cost, right? There there's many different types of costs. No, I I think that's fair. Like, what other things are you like? Are you lowering medical costs? Are you lowering? gym membership or diet pills or right like what other things have you kind of put into your diet yes yes Um, i have to spend big portion of my budget does go towards produce and food organic food is more expensive still Um, but i look at it as a long-term investment yes exactly 
do you grow your own? Are you you're gardening, right? I can grow a little bit. I can grow radishes. <laughs> That's not a food. <laughs> Even other vegetarians food. are like, no, radishes aren't food. Oh, I, 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 I I polled like seven hundred vegetarians before the show, oh, and really? all of them wow. agreed radishes. That I'm making quick. this up. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> and then you can juice the radish greens with apples, and it's just radish greens are phenomenal for your health. You say so nothing juice gets the radish yes, greens you, with you apples. Cut the, yes, you cut the green stuff. How did you, you get from Impossible ju- Burger to juiced radish <laughs> greens with apples? Yeah, because the burger is transitional food, and then you get into the. You've got to take meal. this more slowly. We're really jumping into the deep end too fast. <laughs> I didn't get to spend any time in. Impossible Burger, and we're already on radish heads and apple skins. Yeah, so I'm growing, hopefully I'll grow some potatoes this year. That's my first attempt at it. Um, Zucchini, I think, is is there. I just planted a a couple of seeds for zucchini, and I'm growing a lot of greens right now. I literally go outside, and I cut, like, the the lettuces or the kale into my bowl, and I'm like, man, I just grew some salad for myself, and they taste so good. potatoes are for vodka, right? (laughs) <laughs> is that vegan <laughs> um you can say our vodka is actually vegan are oreos yeah. actually vegan i read this a couple times and i have a they hard have time some. believing oreos are vegan oreos have a vegan version or they have some version that i think can be considered vegan but i don't eat that kind of stuff i thought the claim was that oreos was like straight out of the box were vegan you see, I doubt it. You'll have it. to research for me. At least they're not gluten-free, so that definitely pass. Well, but that, but that's your restriction. <laughs> if, I mean, if if Oreos are vegan, I've got a shot. I have a chance. <laughs> you might. Twizzlers are vegan too. Really? Yes. Jelly bean. Well, no, jelly beans. Are Actually, not. I guess the more are... I think about it, probably most candy-type things are probably, probably vegan. Yes. It's just sugar. And just, sugar and dye. Yes, and corn bad syrup. Bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We'll get you high, though, for a little while. It's like when my daughter wanted to be vegetarian, and so she decided cheese pizza would be her, like, path forward. I was like, you can't, you cannot Mm. live on cheese pizza for your entire life. You will have to, uh, um, are, that actually brings up a good question, too, I think, in the diet. I think a lot of concerns with veganism or any, and I'm saying diet in, like, the broader scientific term of, like, (laughs) what you consume, right? Um, so I apologize, because I know you don't like that word. (laughs) But um, are are there any deficiencies? Yeah, deficiency He's issues. Ask me about deficiencies. In, well, I mean, because you hear it a lot, right? Like, are you getting yes. protein? Um, yeah. I don't even know. I'm probably missing tons of things for my diet, so it's probably an unfair question anyway. <laughs> probably have deficiencies, yeah. but uh, I love this question. What would I be the concern? Question. Like, if I'm going to to try veganism well first off would you mm-hmm. suggest that you start vegetarian and then kind of or do you just go yeah. like all yes, the way I do. in yes i do yes so kind of like yes. tiptoe yep. take it what, yep take it in steps what are the things i need to be mindful of mm-hmm. as i'm starting that switch yep. and do i Absolutely. go all the way like do i just go okay i'm vegetarian tomorrow or do i just start like increasing mm-hmm. a percentage like walk me yeah. through what you think the ideal path is to vegan I think they're at least um, kind of shocking to the body <laughs> and spirit path would be... Um, to not do it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> That's option zero. <laughs> That's option zero for sure. I and like then, stasis. <laughs> option one, you do vegan breakfast only. You only do something that's only vegan for breakfast. And then lunch and dinner, whatever you want. So I'm a third a, of the way there. 
I do an orange every day for breakfast. That's exactly right. In I'm fact, so the, vegan. You're so awesome. You're like almost <laughs> edging into my, my world. <laughs> you might get a secret passcode. You might be able to get through the door. <laughs> All right. We'll see how long I can keep up yeah. this orange thing for breakfast. Yes. I so, forgot how good oranges were. They are. And that's a, people don't appreciate fruit. They're afraid of fruit, Daniel. That's a disaster. Well, you and somebody else had a whole argument about which fruit that was yes. like, consumable. It, it is, it's an alarming rate. People are afraid of fruit. And that is the number one critical food for our health is fruit. Well, what I find the pushback on fruit comes from the like uh, gym, I know. super fitness I group. Know. Like I was yes. going to the gym a couple years ago. I know you couldn't tell and can't tell now, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, I was trying to eat a little bit healthier, and so I had, like, I don't remember what my... I think I was just doing chicken. Like, just white breast chicken. Protein. Some almonds, and I think I would yeah. put blueberries in there. And the guy I was going to the gym with was like, you can't eat blueberries. And I was like, oh dude, my God. anything oh my I God. eat today is better than, like, yep. Loaf and Joe's or whatever, right? Like, whatever, yes. or Taco Bell. Like, give me a break yes. on blueberries. But yep. anyway, yep. okay, back so, to... So yeah, start breakfast. And yeah, so if we just uh, finish the, the how to transition, uh, start with the breakfast, then kind of start increasing your choices. But another thing that Physicians Committee recommends is for a week, try different plant-based options and just, just, just try, just taste things and see if there's something that sticks. Just buy a few things and try them while you're still doing your same diet, but try to like, instead of milk try almond milk right on your cereal or instead of regular burger maybe you can go for some chickpea burger black bean burger something like that just try a few things for a week but you're not committed yet you're just trying and experimenting so that's kind of another way it's non-committal whatsoever because the moment you say the vegetable world exactly i like how you say that speed dating. <laughs> i love that speed dating vegetable world <laughs> that's a great analogy i'm gonna use this with the clients i'm gonna say speed dating vegetable. uh tm that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to register that very quickly. You're gonna walk out of here with so many ideas. I'll be like, secretly totally. the vegan emperor of the world. Oh my you. god! Yes, and another thing, the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they start trying this stuff and transition is <clears throat> when you have uh, animal products. They're very calorie dense and fat dense. By the way, a lot of calories come from fat, even the lean chicken breast. So they're very dense. So you have a chicken breast, right? And you're like, yeah, I'm pretty full. And then you have like a couple of slivers of green beans and maybe one asparagus there on the plate, you know, kind of on the side. Like the, the veggies are kind of a side item. Quarantined. Side thought. Yeah, they're quarantined there. So you take that chicken away on the plate and you have this huge big gap on the plate. You don't know what to do with yourself. And the biggest mistake people make is they become under calorie. They don't get enough calories. And they need to realize I can eat so much more. I can eat a huge bowl of and a huge bowl of salad with all the fixings. I can I can I can increase my like the vegetable sides to where it covers the whole plate. I will eat until I'm saturated. You have to get enough calories. Very important, actually. And that's why they they say, oh, I feel kind of weak, I'm low on energy, eh, this is not for me. They're not getting enough calories. And then talking about deficiencies is the first thing that people ask, where do you get your protein? So if I if I got a nickel for every time I'm asked where I get this off from, would be a millionaire. You have at now, least but, two nickels. Yeah, but, <laughs> and that's okay. You know, I, I like starting conversation about this and my kind of training and uh, what I kind of follow is very different from what you see on Doctor Google. 
And what my school of thought is that I belong to is that protein is not what's important for our health. Protein is in everything. You will never go protein deficient if you have a, just a decent variety of things in your diet. Protein is in everything. Protein is in fruits. Protein is in vegetables. The best source of protein is leafy greens. If you really want to get protein, you want to have spinach, arugula, Swiss chard, kale, uh, butterleaf lettuce. Those are amazing sources of protein that's bioavailable, ready for your body to absorb. Really? So that's one thing. Yes, you're squinting in disbelief. I, I mean, I've just never... Because you always heard, like, well, you need to have beans or uh, yeah, peanuts yeah. No. or whatever. Yep. No, that's another... I wouldn't say mistake. It's just a different way of thinking, right? I actually have very few beans. Like, I don't just live on beans whatsoever. Yeah, you have radishes. The other musical fruit. <laughs> yeah, another musical fruit. Um, beans are okay once in a while. You know, they're kind of feeling, but they uh, they don't... For a lot of people, they're hard to digest, and people have very weak digestive systems. Our stomach acids are burned out with bad fats and bad foods. We don't digest very well anymore. So beans are kind of hard for a lot of people, and they, they're just not as good to for us like potatoes, for example, or, or any kind of fruit or vegetable leafy green. Um, are potatoes that, better than beans? Potatoes are better than beans in Even terms of nutritional value. Really? Yes, yes. They have amazing glucose. They're very important for us. And that, again, this is very different, right? I believe that fruit is critical. I believe that our body runs on glucose. Our heart is a muscle. It needs glucose. Our brain, critical for brain health to get enough glucose in you and mineral salts. And that is the glucose from fruit sugar and from fruits, from Mother Nature, not from corn syrup, not from white sugar. You need glucose. And we're so glucose deficient. People shun fruit, people are afraid of fruit, people are afraid of potatoes, it's the white food, but it's the sour cream and the bacon and the butter. That's what makes it bad. Wait, it's the, not the, the good stuff makes it bad? That's not, <laughs> no. Sour but cream's the anti-hero of my baked potatoes, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, you can put, uh, put avocado on your potatoes. Put like, steam mm. some potatoes, steam some potatoes, chop some onions, a little bit of garlic, put some avocado on it and sprinkle some parsley or cilantro. Put some a little bit of sea salt on it. I this... love avocado. Avocado is amazing. It is one of the best foods ever made. Oh my god! So it's are you butter. are you familiar with a uh, Penn and Teller? I forget which one. I think it's Penn. Uh -huh. Is a big proponent of the potato diet to get oh, you to okay. vegan. Have you heard this? I did not. I know about Penn and Teller, of course. I didn't know that he was a proponent of that. Yeah, so the, um, Kevin Smith had a like massive heart attack a couple years ago and almost died, right? Do you know who Kevin Smith is? Mm. He did like uh, Jay and Silent Bob and Clerks and Chasing Amy and Mallrats. He's a director. Okay, okay, okay. I was thinking actor, but I guess not. He's a director. Uh, well, Kevin Smith also plays the character Silent Bob, but he okay. was like a pretty huge guy who wore hockey like jerseys all the time and shorts and so anyway he has this massive heart attack basically he's told you've really got to change your diet and he decides to go vegan so uh pen or teller whichever one talks to him about okay like as your transition just eat a potato every time you get hungry you can eat all the potatoes you want that's a great advice but that's actually. all you can eat for like 40 days or something <laughs> And so it, Kevin Smith was like, by like day four, you don't even want a potato anymore. Like, it's just like, you know, like 
<laughs> but it's all you can have. Is like you can't add anything to it. You can't. It's literally just a potato. Just potato. And he's like, by the end of forty days, anything else sounds good. Even radishes would taste good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he said radishes, but it like that's yep. apparently that's a popular method to get to vegan is to almost like sensory taste bud deprive yourself oh, for Jesus. so wow. long that anything is good at that anything. point like my okay. humor wow. <laughs> huh <laughs> so you haven't heard of this i have not but i can tell you that uh, from my standpoint people go on mono eating cleanse or when they have serious digestive issues uh even children um, some people end up in such that they can't eat anything. Anything they eat causes them extreme pain or they throw up. Like there are people who really struggle and suffer with digestive issues. And potatoes can be highly beneficial if you just do mono eating of potatoes. They are antiviral, they soothe digestive tract, they really heal things. Um, it, it, they're amazing actually. So potatoes are legit if you want to go on a mono eating cleanse for a few days to really calm down your digestive system. So I see some, I definitely see some benefit there. Interesting. Are sweet, do sweet potatoes count? I I like sweet yes. potatoes better. Sweet potatoes are amazing. Yes, are they absolutely. better than regular potatoes? They're just they're just another tool in your toolbox, right? They um, it's a different taste profile, but they're also um, antiviral. They have amazing glucose storage. Sweet potatoes have even so more nutritionally glucose they're depends what you look for right um more glucose in sweet potatoes um and also they're kind of common to the nervous system as well the sweet potatoes and they're very versatile if you want to make a pizza crust so i love sweet potatoes because you can make amazing sweet potato pizza crust or sweet potato tortillas oh my god so good like just a sweet potato and just squash <clears throat> it on your some... tortilla maker <laughs> you mix it with um, cassava flour and I think arrowroot powder. I have to look at the recipe. But it's a couple of, you know, good flours. What is cassava flour. flour? Cassava is like a tuber. Um, also, that is dried and uh, ground up. But it has like good like viscosity to it. I feel like vegans through. just started grinding stuff in mortars and pestles. <laughs> or mortar and pestles. And <laughs> like, yes. I can't say it. Um, and they were like, this is flour now. <laughs> Almond flour, think, coconut I think flour. It originated from Africa, I think. Cassava flour is where they use it the most. Got yeah, it. I mean, there's so many options. We're used to just a regular white wheat flour, right? But there's a bazillion of flours. I mean, you open my pantry, I have at least like six different flours sitting there. Do you have a favorite flour? <laughs> you know, almond flour works so well for pancakes. I made pancakes this morning, and I use almond flour and the bananas that are really ripe bananas. I mash them, and a little bit of potato starch. Uh, just some uh, honey in there as well. It just that worked out really well. Uh, do bananas kind of operate as the egg component, the eggy component for they, you? Yes, they um, they help bind some things. And if you really want them to bind, you can grind some flax seeds or some chia seeds and put a little bit of water, let it sit. It will just become like an egg consistency, literally. And I've made muffins that way. I had an interesting cooking discovery that, like a week or so ago. So every time somebody tells me to make banana bread, because did I tell you about my ginger banana bread with, or not ginger, I remember ginger, basil, basil, basil banana peel. bread with orange zest, right? Orange zest, yes. So you were stoked. Yeah, because it's awesome. Um, but every recipe tells you to use super overripe bananas. So I did the bananas that were like black, and when you cut the tip, it just pours out of the bottom, <laughs> like super overripe, like my mom did. Yeah. And that was a dry loaf of banana bread. Then... I couldn't get ripe bananas and I had to make a banana bread like within a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So I'm like squishing these almost green bananas and I'm like, this is not gonna work. It's gonna be so dry. Yeah. Um, so good. 
such a oh such like a and so i've started doing more like like just like just turn yellow where the whole peel is yellow and the it's a i mean i hate to say this it but it is a moister bread right like it's just yeah it's so much better i don't know if everybody's gotten it wrong or i just did something weird But that's my suggestion for banana bread. Don't do overripe. I th- and what I'm thinking is when it's over overripe, um, the moisture probably evaporates faster ah, as it's baking. Ah, you're onto something. You're yeah. Onto something. So I think you actually get more of like a yep. like pudding type consistency mm-hmm. with a riper banana that will hold longer. I yes. think that's actually what's occurring. Yeah. Bananas actually have quite a bit of moisture in them. Yeah. Actually, they have a lot. Especially yeah. if you let them sit around for a month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they become just moisture, actually. Isn't food amazing, Daniel? <laughs> well, all those little discoveries. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes I cut up a kiwi and I just stare at it because I think it's so beautiful. Do you eat, do you eat ki- uh, kiwi with the, like, the skin on? No, I scoop it out with a spoon, like a little... So I'm a skin-on kiwi eater. Are you really? Yeah. I never, never tried that. It's not bad. Huh. And did you know that you can eat an apple from the top? Like, if you take the stem out and just eat it from the stem straight yes. down through, you can eat the entire thing, core and all. <laughs> but but you don't want to eat the seeds. They have a bit of cyanide. Yeah, it doesn't kill you right away. No, no, not right away. So you Is eat the seeds too? Wow. You can. I'm not saying I've done that yeah. recently, but it's a cool trick because you can literally, <laughs> because when you eat the flesh of the apple, it goes into the core and you don't taste anything. So you just eat the whole thing. That's a good point. I just take the core out and compost it. I guess that's, <laughs> that's smarter. Yeah. <laughs> so, Apples are amazing. Mm. Well, you think every fruit vegetable is amazing. I can talk about fruit What's your fruit least vegetables. favorite fruit or vegetable? Oh, that's a tough question. I would say I struggle with cilantro, so it's more of a <gasps> leafy greens. I struggle with cilantro. I love cilantro. It's, it's so strange. I love it like in the salsa maybe. But you see, cilantro is a heavy metal detoxifier. And it's important for us to detoxify and cleanse every day in little small amounts, do food-based cleanses. And it's important to have cilantro in a pretty good amount every day if you really want to detoxify heavy metals from your body. And so I, I need to use half of the bunch of cilantro every day, usually. So I just chop it up and put it in my smoothie in the morning and I can't even taste it because I load it up with wild blueberries and pineapple and oranges and you know all kinds of good stuff. Frozen bananas, so I can't really taste it. That's how I consume my cilantro. Cilantro is so good. I'm working on a recipe for a cilantro ginger beer. I'm getting oh there. I'm getting there. <laughs> It tastes amazing if you juice cilantro with pineapple. So pineapple juice and cilantro Ooh. juice really go really well. That sounds, but I love yeah. cilantro. I would do it on anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I struggle with it sometimes, but I, it's hard for me to say. Like I love, I love every fruit. I love every vegetable. I subscribe sometimes miamifruit.org. They have like vegetable uh, fruit subscriptions. You can order a whole box like of mangoes, local Florida mangoes that from like a mango grove. And if you never had really like the fruit, that's how it's supposed to be in nature. You just don't know what you're missing because mangoes we have here are just crappy, right? They're green and they don't ripe very well and they're just one kind. But like once in a while, I splurge and order a box of mangoes or a box of papaya from miamifruit.org. And it's like, Wow, that's what they really taste like in, in nature. Oh my God. Like the papaya just melts in your mouth. It's like the taste that you just can't imagine how good it is. Let us pause and talk about papaya. <laughs> Apparently, I've never had 
free range papaya, I guess. <laughs> but I did buy a papaya at my daughter's uh, request the other day, and I cut okay. it open. And dear heaven on earth, is that the most disgusting smell to ever come out of something ever? Okay, on where'd the you buy it? Where'd you buy it? Uh, a local grocery store. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see that same local grocery store. In I my, actually have very in my, success in my with. neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I I have very good success. With. The it's local market in my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you need to let it ripen. You want to make sure it's soft I'm to the. Pretty sure it was ripe. Soft Are you to, sure? It really smelled like a baby diaper. Yes, it must have been a bad papaya. I don't get that problem. And I get it from the same. I know what smell you're talking about. Sometimes it does, but I. And don't. when I ate it, it tasted fine. I probably yeah. shouldn't have eaten it. I didn't no, die. No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Okay, but I just want to make sure that papaya doesn't normally smell like a baby diaper. No. Oh my God. No, no, no. It's amazing. It's just amazing. And it's great for your digestive system. In fact, my breakfast most of the time is like half of papaya with honey and raisins. So, so if that's it my smells cereal. like a baby diaper, it's too far or it's not far enough? There's something, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not sure, you know, I've, I've had only one experience like that with a small papaya um, that I know exactly what you're talking about. And I couldn't quite figure out why that was, but it was one out of a whole bunch that I ordered. And that papaya, the, the neighborhood local grocery that you're talking about, <laughs> I, that's where I get my papayas 99% of the time, and I, I let them ripen on my kitchen counter, and uh, so, so good. I normally don't have that problem. It's the large marital papaya. You want to go yeah. for the large No, I got the big papayas. one. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it was like two baby that's diapers fun. when I cut it Oh, open. my God. <laughs> and I can't smell. And so the fact that it smelled that bad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is there a food oh, that man. fixes my inability to smell? <laughs> Usually, smell problems come from a bit of a heavy metal toxicity, so I would recommend more cilantro in your life. Or a deviated septum. I eat a lot of cilantro, <laughs> so I don't know if... Uh, um, that may be a combination. Is there a resource... That actually brings up a good point, though. Like, a lot of times I'll go... And there, there's the common stuff I buy that I know what I'm looking for. I know what I need an avocado to feel like to be mm -hmm. where I want it to be when I'm using it. Um, you know, I, I know what I'm looking for in cilantro or basil or those types of things, whatever oranges kiwis um but there's some things like a papaya or a mango where thank goodness the local neighborhood grocer um has actually little placards sometimes that'll tell you what you're looking for yeah. but there's tons of stuff that doesn't is there a good resource for me as i'm thinking about giving myself a challenge of going a week as a vegan just to see oh, um <laughs> okay but okay. like is there a good, I mean, how do I know? Yeah. Like, how do I yeah. know when a tomato is, because there is a huge, like, a tomato at just the right moment is one of the greatest Absolutely. veggie fruits on the planet. My favorite fruit is tomato. But I feel like we almost always eat them just a little. Underripe. Underripe, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Absolutely. But is there a resource to know, like, how to tell? My best resource, um, First comes from experience because I've been buying and eating and I've thrown some fruit and veggies out when I, they either overripe or I bought them at the wrong time. Uh, so some of it comes over time as you get more exposure to that. Um, also, I keep referring to Medical Medium, but he's got amazing information. He has a whole podcast on how to do grocery shopping for fruits and vegetables and leafy greens. And I listened to it and it was very, very helpful for me. He, he talks, he gives quite a few tips actually in there. So medicalmedium.com, and he's got a blog and a podcast. Um, it's one of his earlier ones, like 20, 2018 or 2017. Oh, you're going to make me do homework. So it's, yeah, mm -hmm. it's really, it was a really good resource there. 
And do you ever share recipes on your Instagram? Sometimes it's a lot of typing. <laughs> I, just I would share how to do this, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Look it's at too this much work. dish I created. So and you I won't spend tell you. <laughs> three hours taking a photo of a thing that you won't tell me how to recreate. Like I usually real just nice. Put, I just put like an ingredient list, and and then um, if this if isn't the a great British baking show. That's like the hardest challenge in the British baking show. You can't make an Instagram that's just like, screw you guys, here's a chance, but you're probably not going to get there. Most of the time what I do is, if I was inspired by a recipe, I, I put a link to where I got oh. the original inspirational recipe, or I mention, um, you know, who was the inspiration person. And if that's really purely me, then I will provide more information. But Dan, it's a lot of typing on Instagram is just, you know, small phone and you just keep typing all those things it's not easy like you, you have to separate things ingredients like one blog yeah, and then the recipes fair, fair, and, then, and then you run out of space and you have to put another comment in there my goodness social media is tough <laughs> too much totally. it's, yeah. yeah oh my god <laughs> exhausting no good uh <laughs> i also have a facebook though and oh it's that's easy you can do that from your computer that's true. That's true. But usually I post on Instagram and it's connects to my Facebook and post on Facebook. It's a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fair so enough. much easier. Like photo, post. I know. Everybody likes Instagram more. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So uh, I thought I had one more one more vegan question, but now I don't remember. All right. So, so I might do a vegan challenge for a week. Okay. Okay. And I may do that as my Patreon content or something. I don't know. I've been trying to figure I out what Patreon you. content looks like now. But <laughs> so I'm going to be reaching out to you, and you're going to be my accountability partner. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm going to I'm have to figure out a grocery list for one week, and then also where I'm going to ship my daughter off to because she's probably <laughs> not going to want to hang out for that week. So she's not vegetarian anymore. <laughs> no. F- Once she realized oh, cheese pizza was not going to be the answer to everything, I think she jumped off that train. I see. I yeah. see. So when would you like to do a challenge? Mm. Have you picked a date or a mm. week? I would recommend doing it when it gets warmer. I'm going to be because out it's hiking colder, and camping you... a lot. And I'm going to need my calories. <laughs> Not that I yes. don't have some to burn, but I don't feel like bringing a garden with me on my backpack so I can get enough calories <laughs> oh, to go up the hill. <laughs> that is tough, yeah. I guess that, I could eat my tough. surroundings, though. <laughs> forage a little bit look at know? all these dandelions well we have they morals. are edible yeah i, I know yeah. they are yeah they're uh, edible yeah. yes yeah so yeah I always, or whatever i was always wondering how do people go hiking if you're vegan like what do you do i guess you do dehydrated stuff i, I can't imagine when they are gone for weeks i time. i actually honestly had that question for you like how on <laughs> earth would you do that I really don't know. I don't have an answer. The only thing I can think about is something dehydrated. But it's just, it's got to be miserable. But you, it would still be so much food. Even dehydrated, you'd have to take exactly. so much with you. Exactly. That's I guess exactly you could just right. do a ton of like instant potatoes, <laughs> mashed potatoes. I know, right? Like that would be the best food to take with you. I was thinking the same thing, like, because what will I do if I go into a hiking expedition, right? Uh, you'll find me, and I'll give you a cliff bar and some <laughs> jerky, and <laughs> I'll keep you alive. We're like, oh Anastasia, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so what we like to do at the end of every episode, and thank you so much for hanging out with me. And, My pleasure. And it's... It's been fun for me. I don't know how you feel Likewise. about doing it. If you quit talking to me after this, we'll know. Um, 
and have other significant problems, I think. I'll still work with you. Don't <laughs> okay. worry. Well, I try to never reveal where I work on the show. Um, right. So, uh, all right. So I'm going to start a sentence, and you finish it with whatever comes to mind. There are okay. no wrong answers, but it doesn't mean I won't make fun of you. Got it. Deal. I wish I could. God, why are you giving me such difficult... I wish I could hide Pacific Crest Trail. Ooh, that's a good one. I think I'm putting, like, one of the trails on my list at some point. But I'm going to have to do it with my brother, because that was, that was my promise. Uh, yeah, I just I admire people who can do something like that. So Pacific over the Appalachian Trail? For any specific Probably. reason? Probably. Something about closer to the ocean, I guess. Uh, Although you don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll know it's over there. Yeah, terrain maybe a little more like evergreen, you know, like as you get to the border with Canada. I think maybe terrain will be a little more attractive to me. I mean, the Appalachian Trail in New York is pretty beautiful too. And then is all it? the stuff through like the Smokies, yeah, all through like yeah. North Carolina and Tennessee area. Like, I yeah. mean, that's the East Coast is pretty mountainous and beautiful as well. You know, every trail, there's also the Great Divide Trail, right? There are three trails. Oh, there's uh, three ton. trails. But like the Triple Crown, I guess, for hikers yeah, yeah, is yeah. PCT and the Great Divide Appalachian. They say Appalachian is super social. The Great Divide is kind of crazy. I don't know what that means. And then Pacific Crest Trail is like for the people who really want to absorb the experience. Are you an alone? Are you an alone per Like big on alone time? Do you need like decompression um, time? When it comes to nature, yes. But man, if I'm hiking, that's... I need all the support. Have you ever get. been in nature? I know your idea of camping, and we don't agree on this <laughs> RV, at all. RV, baby. That's not. If you can watch the entire Fast and the Furious series, that is not camping. That's my new rule. If you can watch all of Fast and Furious, you're not camping. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. I'm. I. I have the secret dream of I really want to be more serious hiker, but then I like the comfort of other you know being comfortable. baby steps baby steps baby, hey the same thing as you trying to do the challenge right right i slept in a tent one time in my backyard it was my first time that's like, a start I, it's a start <laughs> i put up a tent and i said i'm gonna sleep in it and it was so terrifying because those squirrels kept me awake you know every every morning have a vegan breakfast every morning wake up in a tent even if it's in your <laughs> living room or like you'll just kind of get used to it it was crazy you know how many sounds there are at night daniel and they're I so do. scary it, it, there's squirrels you get used and like, to it though the branches are cracking you feel like there's something out there it's there is but it's not gonna <laughs> hurt you it's it nature was it was terrifying i lasted until 5 a.m i promise the stuff you can hear is not the stuff to worry about anything that's <laughs> okay. actually gonna hurt you you won't know was there oh my god except yeah so that was that was my first you know i tried so we'll get you i there. understand so your challenge you live uh near pigeon roost which is like a well, four mile hike in you live near enough i mean it'd be less uh, than a 30 yeah. minute drive so yeah, yeah, four yeah. mile hike in mm -hmm. easy campgrounds four mile hike out the next day nice i, I mean it should take you less that. than an hour to get to your campsite and it and people literally trail run this trail daily so it's not a tough huh. trail okay so there's pigeon roost is beautiful yeah yeah, and your the campsites are and really close hops, to the water. Right? It's a hop yep. state park. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I do like that. A hop state park is one. I mean, of my just go out for because there's also a smaller loop, so you can do like a two mile, two mile, yep. 
instead yeah. of the four mile, four mile. So there's an official campground there. There's five can, of them. Yeah. Do they have bathrooms? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so it's really campground. Like it's a real campground. It, it is gotcha. a real campground. So you, my daughter. So there's a there's a bathroom at the start. Yes, there is. I know where it is. But you and my daughter are in the same boat. My daughter, and I have been having this conversation about going camping. She's like, I really, I really need a bathroom. I'm like I can show you this cool trick with River Rocks, but yeah, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's not 100 yeah. percent on board yet. So you might have to do like devil's den and just go for a day hike and then come back to yes. the tent maybe we start there yes maybe we start there <laughs> so you see i get you i get you what you're trying I get to do you. i get you i get you yeah no no no. <laughs> i understand i support what you're doing all right thank you for hanging out um spending time teaching me about veganism I can say that kind of sounds like lifestyle. A, yeah plant-based mm-hmm. lifestyle that sounds good yeah, yeah um yeah. And yeah, so I, I'll make sure that I post links to your Instagram for people to go sure. to. And, uh, sure. And I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this. All right. Thank you. And congrats on your first solo show, I guess. Oh, thanks. thanks. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Kelly.